Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. We are in the studio. We adjust this mic. Move this computer over slightly. It's Wednesday. Y'all know what that means. Who's this podcast for? My name is Nate. We have come to the end of season two of Love, the Netflix series. Three seasons, and we are on um, season two, episode 12, called Back in Town. It says, with Gus back home, Mickey realizes she needs to make a decision, but her attempts to straighten out her love life only creates more chaos. You know, in the last episode, she got back with her ex, kind of, and they've been seeing each other while Gus was filming the movie. After the previous episode, Gus and her kind of stopped talking. They kind of got back to talking, but then it kind of got off the rails again, and it kind of justified her feelings of doing what she was doing. Kept saying that they weren't together, so it was no big deal. Meanwhile, Gus goes to QAnon. I have to stop making that reference by accident. <laughs> he goes to Al-Anon meetings, basically meetings for people dealing with people who are addicts, how to deal with somebody who has to go through this thing and you love them and you want to help them, but there is a way to go about it, I guess, and there are wrong ways to go about it. So he really went to the meetings, really started to, while he was in Atlanta, really tried to figure out if there are things he did wrong. And like I mentioned last week, had one of my favorite episodes, from my favorite, my favorite scene from this show, one of my favorite scenes in really streaming TV history. I just love that scene when he goes to the meetings um, it mirrors her going to the meetings in season one, but I just like his perspective more. I think um, him dealing with that aspect of somebody and like maybe I was doing this the wrong way, and uh, his movie set thing kind of going wrong, and you know he just had a lot of self reflection. Uh, something interesting is he was talking about he doesn't even pray anymore in the last episode, and then he goes to the theater. I mean, he goes to the church and almost makes a half hearted attempt at prayer and he kind of just fumbling around but then he stumbles across that uh the Al-Anon meetings and he goes to those and it is kind of an awakening i don't know if the show is trying to say uh less of this other performative thing and more of actually trying to fix the problem but i do think if he never went to the church he wouldn't have saw the flyer for the meetings so that was god telling him maybe in that aspect this is what you need to be doing it isn't always going to come in a big booming voice sometimes very small messages that are sent through real life constructs that is the explanation for God's will and God's hand on your life. So that's just my opinion of it as believing in the most high. But um, I, I love that scene and I love that episode, the long D uh, and then by the end he's back home and Mickey hits him up, says you home. And that's where the episode ended. So now we're going to hop in season two, episode 12 back in town. This is the end of season two, like I said. Then we're going to do season three. Might take a little break from this for a while, do some other things I've been uh, meaning to get to, but we will finish season three um, and probably start it, start it sooner than later. I want to get to season three, episode six, called Directing. And I'm going to just preview it now. Says, Gus struggles to keep the actors and crew on task as he starts shooting his movie. Mickey sets out the show and old friends. She's changed. The directing part of this is great. Him shooting a movie me wanting to do that in some capacity in real life. I loved that episode when I saw it years ago, and I love it uh, even more now. And I haven't seen it in a while, so if for nothing else, we're going to do season three just so I can watch season three, episode six. Might skip ahead to it. I don't know. We've gone this far. I'll probably just go through the whole season three, but I just can't wait for that episode. But anyway, wasted enough time. Starting season two, episode 12, called Back in Town. We're going to hop right in. Y'all know how we do this. At zero zero, if you haven't been to a watch along before, 
We're going to count out from five. Then once I say press play now, after now is when we start. So here we go. Love on Netflix, season two, episode 12. Back in town. Five, four, three, two, one. Press play now. And I hope you can't hear it, but I want to hear it. So you might hear a little bit of it. So Dustin's sitting here. He's talking to his therapist, it looks like. He said he heard like a shoulder pop or something like that. And the therapist says he, Dustin said, my kid. So Dustin said, be thinking about starting a family. Uh, he said, what is that going on between you and Mickey right now? How is it? I love this room. This obviously things went bad the first time around, but they've been great. I don't know if it feels different this time. Doctor said, I like hearing this. You deserve to be happy. You need to feel entitled to your own happiness. Dustin says, Yeah, no, no, definitely. I'm I'm entitled to be in a relationship with Mickey. <laughs> I don't know if you want that. He said, I mean, that's what I want. Because I can't mess this up again. Therapist said, well, that's your time. So I'm going to see you next week. He said, just a little FYI, I'm having this mindfulness retreat at ACLN next month. Pressure, but if you and Mickey felt that it would be valuable to you. And Dustin said, you're going to run it right by. And that's the opening. Him in therapy kind of admitting that he wants to try this for real. And he thinks it's different. We shall see. So I'm telling me he's in for a little bit of an awakening. But who knows what's going to happen between Mickey and Gus. Joe Swanberg directed. Back at Gravity, the podcast studio. Gus is laying down while he's talking to Mickey. And here comes Stella. I never remember her name. But she's clapping. She said, Stella's deal is close. Stella's the, the podcaster. So she's officially part of the Gravity Sub-Zero family. This is, I can't remember her name. Someone with an E? I don't know. Okay. Uh, she said she wanted to give her the good news. So she's swinging by her office later. What's her name? Diane? Maybe. And Gus, Dr. Gus says, congrats, Mickey. He said, thanks. But I know you don't mean that, but whatever. He said, no, I do. Seriously. Bravo. Just thank you. I appreciate that. She said that that's nice. He said, it's funny, huh? Sometimes it's hard for us to accept a compliment, right? I'm more at the same way, too. Just it's hard to accept a pat on the back at work when you're blanking the bed and the rest of your life. And he says, oh, what's wrong? Something up. He said, oh, like I would ever tell you. He says, oh, come on. Look, I know that we used to clash, but remember how we used to get along? You know, I'd really like things to go back to that. Supportive and kind. He said, well, Gus went out of town for work, and it was really hard. Then I started seeing an ex. 
And then he got super clingy. And now Gus is back in town, and I don't know what to do. So, so wow, that's a lot to unpack there, huh? <laughs> Dr. Greg is crazy. Is it, what do you think? Do you have any advice? Is it, I don't really have any advice. I don't know what I could give. You're a nightmare. <laughs> Just excuse me. I'm sorry. No, I didn't mean <laughs> I came out that way. But it's true. He said, just please go. He said, yeah, but hey, maybe it's a good thing that we said it out loud. He said, you said it. He said, yeah, but now it's out there. You can address it. Excuse me, I'm going to go get the donut. Said, but seriously, I still want you to talk to me if you... Right. He said, you're a nightmare. And she is. It's true. Back at Springwood... And they're throwing a party for Gus being back. It's all his friends. It's the two old guys from the apartment across the way and his singing buddies. And the Jordan Rock character is now in the group. And they're trying to take a picture since Gus is back in town. And they're back to making songs. And Jordan, the Jordan Rock character from craft services from Wichita is singing the songs too. They're back to making the, the titles for movies that don't have title songs. And there's Randy. He's there as well. I don't even know a movie f- what this is for the song that they're doing, but the gang is back. So now Randy and Gus are talking in the bedroom about Liberty Down. Gus is just a little tough being away from home, being away from Mickey. Randy said, Bertie said, Mickey was having a hard time too. So she said that. He said, yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, at first, at first it was fine. We were talking every day. It was going well. And then by the end, there we weren't like talking at all. Because I started getting the vibe of like, she's not into this anymore. And she wants it to be over. But then last night she texted me. I wanted to see if I want to hang out tomorrow. So I said, I don't want to like pat myself on the back here too hard. Those last few days in Atlanta, I, I just took a step back and I gave her some space. And I think that's like why she's texting me now. You know, it worked. So yeah, me and Bertie were kind of like the same thing. Like we broke up and I was home crying all the time, Randy said. And then I didn't call her because I was going <laughs> to, she thought that I was giving her space. So she got back with me. <laughs> okay, repeat that last word. <laughs> but you can feel the blanks. And if you're not watching it yourself. Gus, you can say, hey, if you like, nice and comfy. Coats are comfy, but he's heading back out to the party. Randy says, hey, Gus, if I borrow like $100 from you, I could pay you like on 10 later on. If you were cool with that. And Gus says, oh, yeah, maybe. He says, oh, you know what? I'm trying to send my Nintendo 64 if you're interested. He said, let's talk about it later. Get back to this party. And Randy lays down in the bed. Like he's about to take a nap. So now everybody's leaving. Frank's leaving and the other guy's leaving. Oh, Kev. That's the Jordan Rock character named Kevin. Kev. I want to hear what he said to him. 
because he's talking about turning a work friendship into a real friendship. But his name is Kev. Jordan Rock, Chris Rock, and Tony Rock's brother, younger brother, the comedian. His name is Kev in this show. I'm not going to forget that again. He's going to get out of here too, man. Okay, Kevin. Uh, hey, now that I'm back in town, we got to hang out. Pizza for sure. Yeah, I'm going to turn this work friendship into a real friendship. There's nothing you can do about it. He said it's all good. I already know we were friends ever since you started coming to the snack table. We didn't want something. He said, all right, bye, buddy. Oh, he said, wait, we saw Mickey. Oh, crap. I was thinking about the Kev thing. So I backed it up a little bit, if you didn't notice. And then we were friends since you started coming to the snack table when you didn't want something. So yeah, it's a telltale sign. I knew what was up. It's all right, bye, buddy. See you soon, man. So Gus, I forgot to tell you, we saw your little sweetheart the other day. That's right. He said, you did? Yeah, she was out hiking with her friend. So wait, Mickey was hiking? He said, yeah, with her friend. He said, Shauna. He said, I know some guy. Was it dude? Some guy? He said, all right, let me at him. Chris comes in for the hug. This is good to see you. Great to see you. Got your back. Saying goodbye to everybody. So let me know about that. Randy said, so let me know about that Nintendo 64. And they all left. But that small moment when he was like, uh, what, a guy? It wasn't addressed because everybody was leaving, so it went quick. Now, night's over. Back with Mickey at like a coffee shop. And Gus comes in with his green, green Adidas jacket on. It's pretty nice. Mickey says, hey, just how you look tan. He said, really, do I? He said, I don't know. I feel like that's what people say when somebody comes back from a trip. So well, then let's just say I look super tan. And they kind of just stand there. And then they hug. So you want to order something? He said, sure, yeah. Just so how have you been? Look good. Good to be back. How about you? How are you? Is that good? Yeah. And there's some awkward tension between them. They almost can't look at each other. Just that things got uh, pretty crazy between the two of us, too. I said, yeah, I know. I'm probably really uh, mess up a relationship. I mean, this is after my best friends, Katie and Russell. He said, did I tell you? Friends are Katie Perry and Russell Brand. <laughs> No, you never mentioned that. I said, yeah, they're good kids. So she orders a soy latte. And Gus says, I'll take an ordinary latte. Mickey pays. Said, Thanks, Mickey. He says, hey, I just want to say, you know, as far as us being apart, I no could have handled things better. I was way out of line there. Just fine, whatever. He said, no, Mickey, I'm serious. You're right. I'm very codependent. And it's scary for me to look at my own stuff, so I focus on yours because it's easier. And that's just super unfair to you, and I am sorry. And she says, I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I got to try my best just to look at my own stuff, you know. So, well, Alan and I can help with that. She said, yeah, well, I've actually gone to a few meetings, so. She said, what, really? Gus, that's amazing. I'm so proud of you. She said, I'm sorry. That was condescending. He said, no, no, not at all. Which is really, you've never, it's now they're talking about wet dreams. And her phone rings. Dust is coming over tonight. And she flips the 
the phone down. He's like, you apply to that if you need to. It's cool. That's fine. Yeah, you sure? So, do you have any plans today? What are your Saturday plans? I'm doing the laundry. I'm paying my bills. I'm going to the post office. Really exciting stuff. So maybe you could come by my place later, like 9 or 10. He said, yeah, sure. And she pulls him in and kisses him. But she still has a problem. And Gus pulls back and he makes a face. He says, I'm glad you're back. I missed you. And he says, I missed you too. He says, I remember the time I went to Atlanta. We both flipped out. This is such fond memories. And once he gets up to go somewhere, he turns the phone over and says, Come in over tonight, just buy groceries, I'll cook dinner. So this is, you gotta taste this sauce. What? Taste this sauce. I made it's amazing. So she's at his place. Wait a minute. Pause. Let me go back. I'm confused on something. Did she just say, hey, I'll come over to such and such? The oh, so I'm going to the post office. There's some really exciting stuff. I went back, by the way. So maybe you could come by my place later, like 9 or 10. And at the same time, he said, well, I guess he just said dinner. So he's coming back after dinner. So now she's going to try to have both. But she's going over to his place, and then she'll be back at her place in time. So now she doesn't know how to get out of it. She's having both. And so Gus said, I'll try to fix my problems for doing my own stuff. But she's not dealing with hers because she's a sex and love addict. He says, sorry, I should have warned you. It was good. Though I let her taste the sauce. So I'm killing it with the sauces lady lately. He says, yeah, but you taste better. And she said, mm, thank you. He said, what's wrong? You're acting weird. And she said, I don't think we should do this anymore. Ooh, big blow. At least she was honest. I mean, straight up, at least, not honest. And he walks up and says, do what? Do you and me, all of it. It's moving too fast. So basically, she used him. It's getting too serious, and I'm not ready for it. I think we should break it off. As he was just telling his therapist that he thought it could be real or good this time. Harsh. So he's just silent. And he says, I guess we should. She said, okay, uh, I'm going to go. He said, I guess you are. She says, all right, take care. He said, I will take care. He said, you okay? Because you like seem okay, but like scary okay. He said, you should go now. She says, okay, all right. He said, this because that guy's back in town? The little tree sprite, the one at the Springwood, Gus? No, this has nothing to do with him. So yeah, that guy will never make you happy. But I guess you want to be unhappy. He's okay, yeah, you got me all figured out. Goodbye, Dustin. He says, goodbye, whore. He says, see, there it goes. You call me a whore again. You're the same. This is all the same. Oh, he might have a little bit of anger problems. But now she's back at her place. Deleted Dustin's messages. This birdie, I'm sorry for putting you in an awkward situation with Dustin. That really was not fair of me. 
She says, oh, okay, I'm not mad anymore. Brady says, talk to my mom about it. And she said, Brady, you're judging Mickey. And my mom's right. Who am I to judge? I'm hooking back up with Randy again. I mean, what am I doing? But he's going to pay me back because he borrowed more money from his family. He's really excited about his new job at the moment, which is being in the background of a TV show. He's in his 30s. Also, he loves it because he gets to lie on a gurney during his lunch hour. Just so why did I go back? So they say that you go back to painful situations because they're comfortable and familiar. Bertie said, I hear that. Sometimes when I'm in pain, I'm like, hello, friend. It makes I'm very comfortable with pain. It's the happy part I'm not used to. We know that. He's all right. We need to get comfortable with the happy part. Do you want the rest of this yogurt? He says, no. Bizarre, then. It's going back in the fridge. Hey, Bertie, Gus is coming over tonight if you can handle that. Just said, oh, sure. I mean, I definitely will tell him about Dustin. But I should probably tell you I've been told I'm a terrible liar. I mean, I don't think so. I think I'm quite convincing. But people have told me I'm really very bad at it. So, well, I ended things with Dustin today. If that makes it any easier. I said, really? How did that go down? Did you know how some guys when they're angry are like, tick, tick, boom? Dustin's like, tick, boom. You should have seen it looking as I mean. I didn't know if I was going to get out of there alive. All right, are you going to tell Gus about any of this? No, that would just hurt him. So what if he asks? If he asks me if I've slept with anybody else, then I would say yes. I'm not going to lie, but I wasn't really breaking the rules or whatever. And Brady says, huh, okay. You keep talking about these rules that you weren't breaking, so if you weren't, then why won't you just tell him? He should understand, then, unless the rules don't exist. Mickey comes in and says, hey, great to see you. He hugs Birdie. It's good to see you. Gus, the craziest thing happened at work today. So you won't believe it. There was this man, and he ate so many steakums, and he threw up everywhere. And then he still was like, I love him. It was so stupid. And because of that's crazy, I can see it. I'm going to go text my mom about it. He said, okay, good to see you. He said, that's a nasty little stain there. So yeah, it's one. Oh. She said, I wasn't drinking. He said, okay, I wasn't saying anything. The nose birdie, she had a full glass of wine and stubbed her toe on the coffee table and it just spilled. That's a lie. He said, it's all good. I don't care. He's not asking questions. He's not involved in her sobriety. And now we move to them getting back into it. I'm sorry that I acted so when we were apart. He said, no, I feel I was making you that way. It's fine. I think it's like I said, really bad with separation, and it made me act out. And I'm, I'm sorry. I think I'm way more into you than I ever know. This is what me too. I mean, I'm into you, not me. This is where you get. Is I have a question. Is what do you always want to do? In, bed but you're too nervous to ask for it's uh i don't know what have you always wanted to do but you've never done because i want to do that oh my gosh there's so much pressure that's like one of those things i wish i had an answer for you in your mind imagine oh i hope somebody asks me this question but i i don't know i don't like talking about 
sex. He said, I'm up for anything in the moment, Mickey. What if like from <laughs> put a finger somewhere? He says, Oh, maybe. See, just don't give me a hint of before. It's like I don't want to know the end of a move before it happens. I feel free to make a bold choice. Say yes. Okay. Make a bold choice. Wow. How weird. That whole conversation. Meanwhile, cut to the next morning. Mickey sleep. Gus is asleep. He says, good morning. Gus says, good morning. As you do. But yeah, that whole, that whole conversation is what? So, Mickey's phone text. It says, sound of my phone blown up. Can you hand it to me? And Dustin says, hey, I want to talk. You at least owe me that. And she says, hey, can you hear my phone? Sound like somebody blowing me up. And Gus doesn't even look at it, just hands her his phone. And it's Dustin. He says, I'm coming over. And Mickey's like, oh, no. He says, hey, Gus, Gus, let's get out of here. He said, really? We just woke up. This is I know, but I'm feeling antsy. Let's get out of here. Let's do something fun. He said, look at you. What are you doing? I want to take a picture. What? He said, morning photos are really nasty. Are you serious? Morning photos are the best. You got messed up hair, little puffy eyes. People are at their cutest in the morning. And I'm serious. I love it. Said, Let's go do something. What do you want to do? Because you know what? I always thought it would be fun to park to have a paddle boating. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, let's do it. Do you want a paddle boat? <laughs> he said, I got to use the restroom first. I said, come on, Gus, let's go. He's like, okay, okay. He tried to lay back down. I would have been like, bro, no. I thought you weren't a morning person. She said, that's why I like you. He said, but you're, okay, okay. And she's trying to get him out the house, literally. I went back for a second. I'm trying to see. He said, I thought you weren't a morning person either. He said, that's why I like you. He was like, okay, okay. And he gets up. Dustin said, be there in 15. He says, oh my gosh. He says, all right, initiating paddle boat. So they made it to the paddle boat. <laughs> and Birdie's at home and knock at the door. She opens it. And he says, hey. She said, hey, Dustin. I'm well, how are you? He said, I'm good. He said, dude, come in. He said, thanks. He said, is Mickey here? He said, no. No, she she stepped out. He said, okay, do you know where she went? Is she coming back soon? Brady said, no, I don't know. She didn't say. He said, okay, just uh, tell her I dropped by. He said, oh, you know, don't worry about it. You know what? Let her know. And Brady said, okay, I'll give her the message. So I also think I left the jacket here. So I haven't seen one. What does it look like? It's like a Letterman's jacket type thing. I may have left it in Mickey's room. Would you mind checking? I would go in there, but I just don't want to for stuff when she's not here. He's like, okay, sure, I'll go look. Thank you. But he looked at her phone on the counter, Birdie's. And so he, oh, got it. 
What's their messages? Sent her a message to Dustin's here. Where are you? She asked what colors the jacket said black and gold. That sounds nice. And it says Echo Park Lake. Don't tell Dustin. And she says, there's no sign of it. Sorry. It said, okay, no worries. I'll keep looking. Is there turn up somewhere? I will see you around. Okay. Thanks again. She said, weird. So he got the location. So yeah, I guess like a few years ago, they drained this lake. Uh, Gus and everybody was expecting to find these dead bodies. But then when they did it, there were no dead bodies. And everybody was weirdly disappointed. <laughs> so I'm glad you're back. So I'm glad I'm back too. I think it made her realize that she did wrong. He said it feels good. But Dustin sees them at Echo Lake. He's just sitting there watching and he's fuming. That's a nice blue flannel he got on. I'm going crazy. I need one for the for the fall. So now they're at the Echo Park Farmer's Market. So we both have the names of Disney mice, right? Because I'm Gus Gus from Cinderella. And you're Mickey as in the classic mouse. Do you like being reminded? I'm sure, right? And then she sees Dustin as he's looking for her at the place. And he's like, uh, you know what? Can we get some broccoli? Because I really, I'm just feeling like I need more broccoli. And Dustin sees them. He said, I'll meet you. He said, yeah, you seem jumpy. He said, uh, when I got a PM, ask a lot of questions. Make sure you don't get it ripped off, okay? And she goes and runs while he gets the broccoli. Literally running for Dustin as he watches her. And then goes after her. Or at least, you know, not watching her, but thought he saw her. And Gus got broccoli and he's like, he's looking for her. He said, hey, how's it going? I got your broccoli. I haggled him down to $1,000. I think that's fair, right? He said, hey, you want to get out of here? He's having a good time. You want to check out a few more booths and then maybe head on? And she sees him again. He says, yeah, um, how about I get you a massage? He said, I don't need it. They got me broccoli. i get you a massage. Yeah, I'm getting that for you. He said, that would actually be something so so it's become full-on chase at this point clearly i had to go back because i want to see what, what he said to this but this is just crazy right like wow this is actually be amazing right now <laughs> so he puts him in the massage thing the guy starts on the massage and mickey runs off again and does says hey Cause he almost gets to her. He's really chasing her around this place right now. And Mickey is literally running from her problems. Like Gus said, he was trying not to do and deal with his stuff head on. And literally she's running from it. So that wasn't, that clearly wasn't the problem at all. It was just her. He's like, would you like some struggle? So, so she's just running through booth from booth to booth. 
as Dustin is trying to find her. And he said, we need to talk. Why are you running away? He texts her. Man, you're a little tension. They say, yeah, I got real tense in my neck. Did he work out a lot? Gus says, no. Is it construction work? He said, you flatter me. It's a pressure point for all. He said, okay, uh, you ready to go? There you go. Said, we just started. This is hot. Feels like I'm going to pass out. Said, Sorry. Okay. Thanks so much. Mickey, this is Kent, by the way. Oh, my gosh. The chaos. So she ruins the <laughs> the dang um, massage early. Just was getting going. And he needed it, clearly. But Dustin is slowly coming in. That Mickey, this is Kim, by the way. The, the massage, he was getting to know him. And she tips over a whole thing of fruit so, so they could run to it and block Dustin from getting to him in time as they run off. And he just goes back the other way. Now, back at Springwood. And remember, Dustin knows where Gus is. Oh, Gus lives. This feels so good to be home again. Sorry I was acting so weird back there. No matter the sun for too long, it kind of fries my brain. Gus, like, I totally understand it's all good. The indoors are always better than the outdoors. Just, you know, I'm going to get a soda from the vending machine. You want anything? She said, yeah, anything. Surprise me. He said, all right, I will BRB. And kiss on the head. So instead of cool, the kids say, be right back. And he leaves out to get a soda. He says, forget this. Dustin Texas 30 minutes ago, said, forget this. I'm going home. And she says, okay. Oof. Thinking she dodged it. And Dustin lied and is now at Springwood and says, excuse me, do you know Gus Crookshank? Hey, uh, do you know my buddy Gus Crookshank? And they're all like, nah. He said, all I'm saying is that could have given us a bigger heads up. Again, I um, didn't read it fast enough. I'm saying you could give us a bigger heads up on this gray paint. <laughs> That's like your one job on the committee council. I guess he's talking to the landlord. So we'll fire the announcement to change in everyone's mailbox. I'm sorry, but I didn't get one. I'm not okay with the with the change. Gray is sad. Gray is sophisticated, elegant, and cool, the guy says. Gus Watson says, excuse me, either you know Gus Crookshank? He says, yeah, he's my buddy. We were just at the farmer's market with Mickey. I know Mickey, too. Gray, Gray said, yeah, my phone died. I don't know where Gus's place is, but I'm pretty sure they came back here. He said, yeah, this happens all the time. Gus is over in building E, second floor. I want to say E-232. Just 232. Great. Thanks. Appreciate it. No problem. Happy to help, amigo. Knock on the door. He said, all right, cool your jets. Mickey doesn't know who's behind the door. Last six minutes and 13 seconds of this episode in this season. She opens the door, and it's Dustin. He goes in. He says, is he here? It's a freak, dude. We need to talk. He says, no, we do not need to talk. Let's not leave it until we talk. This is okay. All right. Dude, what is going on with you? You're chasing me around a farmer's market. You're stalking me. I'm doing what I didn't do last time. I'm fighting for you. 
He said, well, don't, I don't want you to. Can you just please go before Gus gets back? So I want to be here when he gets back to tell him about us. So you want to ruin this for me? He said, yes, I want to tell him about us, and then he's going to leave you, and you and I can get back to making this work. He said, this is the story we're going to tell our kids. Your mom was dating a loser, and I, I came after her. I chased after her, all right? This, this guy is a wimp. He's not going to fight for you. You want someone who's going to fight for you? So no, Dustin, I don't. Please, I don't. This is, you don't know what you want, okay? This I am being direct with you. This guy is not the answer to your problems, okay? You need to have the courage to stay in the game with me until we figure this out. So Dustin, just let me go. Maybe with Gus, I can be happy. And Dustin says, you're going to destroy him. He said, maybe I will, maybe. But let me figure that out on my own, okay? If you love me, you're going to give me the space to do that. He says, hello? Mickey, Gus is back at the door. He said, Mickey, can you... He said, can you just go out there, please? And Dustin just kind of looks despondent. I pause it. We're at 424. The whole idea about, um, you know, you're going to ruin this guy. He can't fight for you. He's not the answer to your problems. And he's clearly shown he's capable of answering the call for Mickey. And, you know, Obviously, I've mentioned that it's not his problems, any of this. Yes, he's not perfect and he's he's fallible. He has some problems, right? None of them are as bad as her problems. And nothing that they went through forced her to do anything she did. That was all her. So he's in no fault responsible for what she did when he was in Atlanta. I, personally, that's my opinion. But even still, he still went to the meetings. He's still trying to figure this out. Because he said, I, I pressured you to do all this stuff. Even though he doesn't know exactly what she did. But he thinks he just pressured her into leaving him alone for a, a few weeks or days or whatever. And really, she got into a whole other relationship with the guy over arguments, you know. And But he's clearly shown he's willing to do the work for her. And I think she realized that, too, maybe a bit too late. She doesn't deserve him. But she said, you know, Dustin said, you're going to ruin this guy. She said, maybe, but let me figure that out. Let me find out and see if you love me. You give me the space to do that, to at least see. She said, because... um being with this guy is my one chance to actually be happy. And, you know, that's something um, to her, at least. And Dustin realized that, and he's looking pretty despondent. Let's see how she gets out of this pickle, though, because Gus is at the door. Dustin's in the apartment. How would she get out of this? I remember how, but let's see. She said, can you go out the slide door, please? And Dustin goes out the sliding door, closes it, and then walks off. And he says, hey, what's up? I was in the bathroom, and I locked the door because I didn't want anyone to be able to get in. He says, it's okay. I don't trust anybody around here. It's fine. He says, I hope you like Sprite. He said, well, I'm more of a 7-Up girl, actually. He says, okay. That literally tastes the same. He says, hey, you okay? 
He says, I got to tell you something. It's okay. Let's talk. It's, it's kind of scary to say. Yeah, look. I know I've been coming on strong. It's just, I think when I got back, I just got excited. But no, it's not that, Gus. It's not. It's. I want to be in a relationship with you. And Beck's true love will find you in the end. It's playing. I remember really loving this song and being introduced to it from this show. He says, okay. All right. Yeah. So I don't want to do any more non-exclusive stuff. That ends today. I really, really try and work on this and be in a real adult relationship. He said, I want that too. This is really? Of course. He says, I'm in, Mickey. I'm in. Let's let's be a couple. Let's be a couple. She says, we're a couple. And they consummated with a kiss. And they go to the bedroom. And the balcony door closes. And Dustin walks by, doesn't say anything to them. Open the door, it says, and closes it. Did I hear that balcony door open and close? I guess that was low. I'm trying to listen for how loud it is. I guess they were in the back room. Well, that's the end of season two, episode 12, Back in Town. That's the end of love, season two. Watch along. Well, what a season. Um, What a show. I want to start by just previewing season three, episode one, Palm Springs getaway. Randy pressures Mickey, Gus, and Birdie into a couple's weekend at his cousin Sweet Palm Springs pad, but nothing about the houses is as advertised. So we just get back to our regular four, basically. But back in town, the episode we just watched, um, it becomes really the trials um, of one person who I presume is the anti-hero, almost bad guy of the show, and it's Mickey. I do think that this show is primarily seen through Mickey's lens. Yes, it's about Gus as well in a very major part, but like I've said before, this is about Mickey, her fight with addiction of all various sorts, from alcohol to love and sex, right? And this episode kind of crystallizes that last problem, which is the more important problem. The alcohol was not the most important problem. Her most important problem was the love and sex because that is as potent as an alcohol addiction, but much more scary because at least one is just impacting you. The other one impacts everybody around you if you don't get that handled, right? So this episode, she's horrified about the decision she makes 
while Gus is gone. She tries to rectify it by basically cutting it off with Dustin. But something about him told him, we did this before, it didn't work. Maybe it didn't work because I wasn't fighting for you. And then he fights for her, and it becomes an odyssey, a chase, as he's literally chasing her around a farmer's market, trying to basically tell her, like, hey, this guy's for you, I'm for you, he's not going to fight for you. Meanwhile, like I already mentioned, he's already doing the work, he's fighting for the relationship, even if she doesn't deserve it at all. And this season shows that she does not deserve it. At the end of season one, we saw where she was like, I need to be alone for a year, find myself, figure this thing out. I don't need to be with anybody. Gus kisses her. That was the worst mistake he made in the show because, one, he did listen to what she was saying, and, two, he pretty much used her vulnerability in that moment. But also, three, why would you want to be with this person is my rationale. She just told you she's a sex and love addict on top of being an alcoholic. Maybe she does need time. You can love somebody and know that you don't, you can't be with them or don't need to be with them. In honor that and respect that, and maybe in a different time and place, if it all lines up, you'll figure it out. He didn't do that. And mind you, this is all in a matter of like a month or six weeks or whatever. However long the Atlanta thing, maybe two months at this point. It's not that important unless you know for certain that you two are going to be together forever. And it could be, but, you know, we'll see how season three goes. But this episode in particular, she's running from her problems. Like Gus said at the beginning, I'm sorry, I'm codependent, and I was so invested in your stuff that I wasn't trying to deal with mine, because maybe it's easier to deal with your problems than mine. But I'm trying to do that now. I've been going to the meetings, just I'm so proud of you. He's like, no, no. And she says, I'm sorry, that sounds condescending. He's like, no, it's not. He said, it's not. And, uh, you know, I have been going to him. I'm trying to understand this. I'm trying to learn, and I'm trying to not judge you and i'm trying to not be all over you about this and do let you deal with this as you do and he tried he didn't look at the phone when he was blowing up he heard about her being her being with a friend he thought that she was gonna hit him with some bad news at the end there but he was open to it all and he's trying to be more trusting in her and even though i don't think he wasn't at all or you know he was just concerned and caring Maybe a bit overbearing at times, but not nothing as bad as what she's done. And again, I reiterate, she seems like the bad guy in this show. It is what it is. It doesn't mean she's a horrible person, but in the context of this show, for how much she put him through, especially close to the end of this season, from house sitting on, basically. Which episode was that? Let me go back up. Yeah, house sitting was season two, episode nine. Actually, Marty Dobbs. Marty Dobbs on. You could see, like, she's the bad guy. Uh, doesn't mean she's always going to be bad, and it doesn't mean she hasn't had actual, literal, uh, correct complaints and gripes about Gus, but I think when you weigh it out, she's the worst offender of this, and that literally it shows with the Dustin thing. But then the conversation at the end, she says, I need to tell you something that's scary. I think that kind of gets to the heart of this show. She's like, tell you something, and I don't know how to say it because it's scary, but I want to be in a relationship with you. Exclusive, nobody else, no, uh, all strings attached, no people on the outside. Because, you know, for episode she had been saying, I didn't do anything wrong because, you know, we're not exclusive or whatever. But you feel so strongly about what you've done to him and don't want to let him know because, you know, he'd be upset because you guys pretty much were exclusive. That's how you've been acting. You've just been doing it without the title. And at the end, she says, this is the scariest thing you could say is I want to be in a relationship with you and nobody else, no ties. 
uh, all strings attached, just us, exclusive couple. And he says, I want that too. And they did it. She's taking a leap of faith, a chance that, you know, when problems happen, you don't run to somebody else. You know, you don't, you, you don't say, well, I was upset and we weren't technically together. So I went and got together with my ex or whatever. None of that. When you're in an exclusive relationship, it's you two through thick and thin, through all the problems. And I do think that that's the show in a nutshell, that that final scene where she was like, I don't know how to say it because it's scary what I'm about to say, that I want to just be with you, exclusive, nobody else. That's the show. It's about young people trying to figure out how they navigate this modern social media, internet world of love. Um, How do you deal with that when you're completely flawed and screwed up and messed up from past things and how you're raised and stuff how do two people who are completely flawed come together and try to make this thing work and do it completely just them with you know nothing to fall back on that's the fear she was talking about and at the end i would give her credit she took a leap of faith she said i'm ready to try this even though they've been doing this basically until the dustin thing it's not like gus has been with anybody else so you know, you kind of already were, but just saying it out loud, she said, is the scary part. And she did it. And he said, yes, and they're doing it. And I think that's why Dustin left, because when he said, "Um, this, you're going to ruin this guy. Like, wh- why would you want to be with him? And she's like, this is my one chance to be happy. Basically, I'm not really happy with you. And he was like, why would you? You're going to ruin this guy. And she's like, maybe. But let me find out. If you love me, you'll give me the space to 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 really do this to try and he kind of knows like yeah like okay like you really want this why would i stand in the way um he got crazy by the end nothing about his character would make it seem like this is who he is but hey it is what it is but um what the heck but uh (laughs) i think i got them shorts Dude just ran by in the backyard looking crazy. I don't know what he got going on. But um, anyway, uh, great parts in this episode. Very great parts. When he's back with all his friends and they got Kev there and everything. And what a great scene to end on this season. Like, he added people to his group, even though Wichita's done. Um, um, Dr. Greg being like, I understand that. Basically, I, I, I can see you doing what you did. You're a nightmare. And she is. And he's like, at least you said it out loud. And I love the aspect or the irony, rather, of Gus being like, I needed to, I need to focus on my own stuff. And Mickey being like, that's so great. And, you know, like, thank you. I appreciate that. And the whole episode is her running away from her problems, even to the end where she says, I want to be exclusive with you. She doesn't tell him about Dustin. And maybe that's okay. Maybe he doesn't have to know necessarily. And they'll go on and be fine, but it's just the it's just the irony of him being like, I'm going to these meetings, I'm trying to deal with my own stuff. I'm codependent. I have problems too. And her being like, Yeah, like, yeah, we I'm I mean, when they were in the bed, she was like, I'm sorry, you know, about everything. I was acting crazy. He was like, No, but it was me. She was like, No, it, you know, it, it wasn't. And, you know, I was just completely crazy. She was really apologizing for what she did with Dustin without saying that you know, apologizing without actually saying what for really, but just like, I'm sorry. And I really should have basically trying to say, like, I really should have held it down. I sh- should have waited for you honestly without, uh, you know, saying that exactly, but 
they both kind of apologize for what they are while trying to be who they want to be. Gus more, I think, but I'm but upset. I'm, I'm, I'm going to give Mickey her credit. Um, she just might have realized too late what was happening, and she really needs to get that sex and love addiction under control because it literally would ruin your life like it almost tried to right here. Uh, and will she? Who knows, maybe, but Gus is willing to fight for it, and it seems like she's willing to make this thing real instead of just pretending that it's real until it's not. She's actually want to make it real through the good and the bad. And that's all you can do is ask for somebody like Mickey to try. Because she's going to be trying the rest of her life. That's what an addict is. An addiction, it never goes away. You can only manage it. She's going to be managing these things for the rest of her life. But with somebody like Gus, maybe she'll think it's worth it. And that'll make the fight that much easier. But in terms of this episode, I really like it. Hadn't seen it in a long time. There's another episode. I mentioned season three, episode six, directing. But season three, episode four, I'm sick. When Gus realizes he's facing a major relationship test. When Mickey falls sick just as he's heading out on a horror movie location toward his friends. Love the horror movie location tour stuff. So I can't wait for that one as well. It's a few episodes of season three I really love. And the season three finale, if I remember correctly, Catalina. Yeah. Can't wait for that one too. Can't wait for that one. But that's going to be it for me and you on this particular part. Um, I don't know what's coming next. Like I said, I do want to take a small break from these. If I can, maybe a week or two or three, talk about some other stuff. Don't want to be clinging to these as a as a means for, you know, podcast material. But I want to, you know, I want to keep things fresh, keep things moving. Uh, So I'm going to figure it out. Maybe some movie stuff, maybe some wrestling stuff. I have two wrestlers I might want to delve into Nick Bockwinkle and Ray the Crippler Stevens. Uh, well, maybe the best tag team of all time. So maybe we do some film study on those guys, see how they work. And the psychology that Nick Bockwinkle and Ray Stevens, Stevens utilizing their matches when Bobby Heenan was managing them and how they're like the two guys when you want to talk about uh, psychology and professional wrestling, they get it more than anybody. So maybe we do that. Who knows? Uh, this thing's not linear. We just kind of do what we do. So. With that being said, I'm going to get up out of here. got things to do. I know you do, too. Thank you for listening again. Have a great rest of your week. Almost to the weekend. Almost to Labor Day, which means we're almost to fall. So boots, you know, long pants, flannels, like I mentioned earlier. Got to give me some flannels. Uh, I love fall. Used to, used to oh, underrate it. Now it's like I really love fall, love spring. Winter's my favorite. Summer might be my favorite depending i don't know it's weird i used to love winter all my life want to be in snow now i really love the summer i think because i put it with the cabin and i just love going to gallenberg but i really love fall now and if i can give me a black and red flannel over some of my t-shirts that'd be that'd be fire i put it with some pants put my boots back on go to these pumpkin patches and you know all of this stuff i'm into it i'm into it but uh i'm gonna get up out of here thank you all for listening
Thank you all for listening. See you next time. Peace out.